Hello, queens, and welcome to this week's episode of the Purity After Promiscuity podcast, where we're redefining a woman's worth. I'm your host, Janelle Renee, and I just want to say, hey, girl, (laughs) I hope you guys have had a wonderful week. I hope all is well. I hope you're blessed. I hope, you know, just the love of Jesus Christ is shining on you. I hope you know you're worthy. I hope you know you're amazing. I hope you know you are beautiful. No matter what's going on in this world, no matter what's going on in your life, you are worthy. In the name of Jesus, you're worthy. And also, I just want to say thank you all for joining and tuning in each and every week. For my loyal listeners, I appreciate you. I love you guys. You guys mean so much to me. Um, Just to value the content that I put out, listening um, to my testimony and praying that you can glean something from it, that it can help you in some way, even if it's even if I don't ever know, you know, that's not for me. It's really for you. You know, I don't need to get anything out of this podcast or any um, kind of, you know, acknowledgement or reward or, you know, um, recognition. This is really me doing this because God loves you so much. He has me using my testimony, my experience, you know, the things that I've gone through um, to let you know that he loves you too. And you're not the only one. And you're not damaged goods. And your your past doesn't define you. You know, and you you are valuable. And he, he loves you with an endless love, whether you know it or not, whether you believe it or not, whether you are um, of a different belief system, of a different religion. Um, it doesn't remove the fact that God loves you anyway. And he loves you so much that he gave his only begotten son um, to die in, in, in your place, in my place. And so we can be saved and have an intimate relationship with him and actually experience this amazing, unconditional, agape love that he has for us in a tangible way. So, yes, this is not a, <laughs> this is not a, um, a sermon. So um, I don't you know, I got to get back on track. But, you know, I just wanted to say that. And again, um, thank you all for listening, tuning in. And even to my new listeners, welcome, 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 queen. We welcome you here. We're thankful that you're here. We're rooting for you. We're cheering for you. And um, we are just um, as a community, you know, just here to empower, encourage and uplift one another. And so, yeah, we want to get into this week's episode, and it's called Peeling Back the Layers. I felt like I really had an epiphany this week, y'all. I know y'all probably like, girl, you have an epiphany every week, but for real, (laughs) my life be like that, seriously. Um, And the epiphany I had this week was about something that happened in 2017, and it was so interesting the way it came to me. It was actually, it came to me um, yesterday. And as I was sitting there and I was talking to God in conversation with him, you know, just kind of, you know, reflecting on some things in my life and a particular situation that happened in 2017 came to my mind because I was really, um, you know, really just crying out to God. You know, I was really crying. I was in tears. I was really emotional, just reflecting on the things that I've been through these last four years, y'all. Like, I don't even think y'all have a concept of what I'm, of what I've gone through. Like, even though I've, I've given pieces of my testimony here on the podcast, really for real, you know, it don't even really give context to what I, what it, the hell I went, went through, right? The, the dark place I was in. You know, it really doesn't. And and to be able to be on this side of it, to look back and recognize really what I came through, I can't do nothing but thank God. I can't do nothing but just cry because I know it's not because of me. I didn't get myself out the situation. I didn't save my own life. I'm not that good, (laughs) y'all. It was only because of the the grace of God. And to really know, like, I could literally not be here, literally, like, not be alive but I am only because God loves me that much. And so, you know, I, I, I just was in a place where I was just really thinking on that. And then a particular circum- situation came to my mind where um, I was at work. Um, I used to be a cosmetologist, so I was at the salon and I wasn't doing a client. So we were kind of all just chilling. Um, and then um, one of my, the salon owners, uh, one of her clients had brought in a, a friend of hers. And this woman was no was someone that we never, none of us had ever seen, none of us had ever met her before. I don't even know. I don't even think she was from um, 
from Ohio or nothing like that. Um, I think she was here visiting from somewhere. Nevertheless, um, she, you know, was, was, um, a Christian, you know, she said she was a Christian. She also said she was a prophet. Um, so for those of you who may not be a Christian or who may not know what a prophet is, a prophet is a person who God revealed, um, mysteries and revelations and, um, you know, things to, um, directly to release it to his people, to release it to a person, or sometimes in the Bible when people needed wisdom or direction and they needed to seek God before Jesus died, people couldn't go directly to God. So a lot of times they either had to go to the priest or the prophet. So the prophet was like a mediator. He was um, the prophet or prophetess was just someone um, that God would speak through um, to the people. So this woman says she was a prophetess because a prophet is for males and prophetess is for women. Okay, just a little backdrop. So she says she was a prophetess and I'm not even sure to this day how we got on this subject, but some kind of way we got on the subject of her prophesying to me. And she goes into all this detailed information about the man that God has for me, about my husband, about, you know, his his career, the type of man he is, you know, his, his type of living situation, his financial situation, the type of car he drives, the type of house he has, the, how, the type of wedding ring he's going to get me. Um, she's just saying all this stuff. So... I'm like really puzzled because all the stuff she's saying was like, like basically like it was like a fairy tale type of type of thing. You know, the type of man she was describing to me was like, maybe if I was like dreaming of a fantasy, maybe if I was like dreaming of like some little fairy tale, you know, some little knight in shining armor, you know, this amazing man, you know, who, you know, just going to come and sweep me off my feet. And, you know, and it's just going to be like this fairy tale whirlwind love type of situation. And he was just going to be perfectly made for me. And he was going to be able to provide and protect and cover me and my family. Well, um, my sons and, you know, all of these things. Right. So she's saying all this stuff, but in, in my mind, I'm thinking to myself, she cannot be telling the truth. Like, I don't know where she's getting this information from because I'm in a whole relationship. And the man she's describing is not bro. <laughs> so uh, I'm listening to her. I think she even went as far as to try to, like, give, give, give a name. Like, she was going into a lot of details. So finally, after she kind of, like, took a breath or something, I was like, um, well, I'm not sure about that. Because I'm in a relationship. I'm I'm with somebody. And at that point, it was still early on in me and his relationship. But I had already started to believe or wanted to believe that he was the one that God sent me. That he was my God sent husband. So I was kind of like looking at this lady like, you, I don't know what you're talking about because you tripping. So she was like, when I told her that, when I was like, I'm already in a relationship with a guy and he's not who you're describing. She just looked at me and was <laughs> plainly, it was like, I mean, he okay. He all right. He cool. He good. But he's not God's best for you. And so I was like offended because I'm like, lady, I don't know you. Who are you to tell me he not God's best for me? Because I'm already believing in my heart. Like, he's my husband. He's the one God sent for me. So I was, like, really offended. I, w- I didn't receive what she said. Um, and then she went on to say a bunch of other things about my life, you know, like about some business endeavors I would have and the things I would do and just all this stuff. She went into a lot of detail about this, all this stuff. And it was just interesting because I've never seen this lady a day in my life. And I haven't seen her since, by the way. So... When I was thinking, when that, I don't even know why, but that situation, that particular event came to my mind today while I was talking to God and I was just really reflecting. I was in my emotions. I was in my feelings. And I thought about that and and God really revealed to me. He was like, you know, like I had to think to myself, why did I respond like that? Like, why, why was I offended at what she said? Because she wasn't saying nothing bad. She wasn't saying nothing wrong. Matter of fact, what she was saying, most women would have been jumping up for joy. Most women would have been receiving it, celebrating, you know, just all of that. Like, because what she was saying was good. What she was saying 
would be the man of my dreams, right? But it was like, I really felt though that she wasn't telling the truth. And I really felt like offended because in, in my mind, I'm like the person I'm with, that's who I'm supposed to be with. And what I had to realize today when I had to peel back the layers, hence this is why this episode is called um, Peel Back the Layers, is because I had to really peel back the layers to really identify why did I really respond that way to her? Like, why did I feel like that? Why did I reject? Like, I wasn't even open to what she was saying. And I'm like, well, why is that? And what I had to realize was when I really looked deeper and started peeling back the layers, I didn't say this consciously, but subconsciously, I had so trained my mind that I was so unworthy, that I was just so invaluable, that what she was saying, I felt like it don't happen for girls like me. Like, that don't happen for girls with a past like me. That don't happen to girls that have been through what I've been through. That don't happen to girls who, who's done the things that I've done, right? So I had subconsciously, I didn't say it consciously, nor did I think it consciously, but it was so embedded in my soul that subconsciously I felt that I didn't deserve what, or I couldn't possibly deserve what she was talking about and that I had to settle for the, okay. Ooh, that's powerful. So... Once I peeled back those layers and I had to identify that, I was like, wow. There was something so deep in my soul that I was subconsciously sabotaged. Not to say what she was saying is true. I don't know. But even if it is true, that I was so wounded and I was so damaged and my esteem was so low that I would reject the possibility of having happiness or having a man, you know, of that, you know, caliber, you know, of that level could possibly love me. Like in my mind, I discounted and disqualified myself. And I'm like, wow, how many times do we do that? And then guess what? It's so embedded in our soul. It's literally second nature. You don't even realize that's what you're doing. Like at that moment when I responded to her like that and I was offended and I didn't receive what she said, I didn't think I said that because I really didn't feel like I deserved that. I felt like I said that because I just thought she was crazy. And that I was in a relationship and I felt that that person was the one. Like I didn't think that deep into it, but it was a subconscious thing because that's what happens when we believe something so long, when we... When we literally um, just continue to go uh, and, and tell ourselves the same thing over and over, it literally becomes a belief that is so embedded in our soul that all of our actions really are coming out of that place, that wound, right? And in, in our minds, consciously, we may not be aware of that. We may think that, you know, how we behave, how we respond, how we're thinking, how we're moving is just normal. That's like, that's just who we are until we start peeling back those layers. It just kind of reminds me of that, of an onion, you know, how an onion just have all those layers and you could literally sit there and just continue to peel and continue to peel and continue to peel and more layers and more layers and more layers will come off. And then it would always reveal another another dimension or another layer of this onion right and you could keep really pulling until you get to the core of the onion until you get to that centerpiece and in order for us to redefine our worth we really have to start peeling back those layers to get to the core of who what's really in our soul what lie are we believing what label have we put on ourselves you know what what is um what happened to create a, such a low esteem uh, self-perception or such low self-esteem in us why do we believe we don't deserve you know uh our dream right because most of us if we're honest even if we don't think we'll get that we dream it i know i do i know as many a t- times especially 
when I was in this last relationship, it was like, I would be in so much pain, y'all, that I would have to literally create fantasies in my mind to escape my reality. I'm not kidding. I'm not kidding, y'all. I would literally create whole fantasies and just like scenarios in my mind of a guy, you know, coming who who saw my value, who saw my worth, who understood the prize that I was, who who wanted to love me and wanted to show me how much, you know, um, I meant to him and wanted to be faithful and wanted to be committed, right? Um, I would just have these, I would just make up these whole fantasies in my mind of this man who would come and take me away from this horrible situation that I was in with with the guy I was currently with because he was doing so many things and I was in so much pain and I was so broken and and I that was like a coping mechanism I had to develop right just to really to survive right it was like I had to go in survival mode and so even though I would have fantasies and I would play these fantasies out in my mind of this kind of man that this woman described when it came down to the the possibility that maybe that might be God's will for me or maybe I might have that it scared me so much or I just felt so undeserving so much that I rejected it hmm queens how many of you feel so ashamed feel so guilty feel so unworthy of happiness of love of real love of the man of your dreams of success sometimes we you know we reject success sometimes we reject promotion sometimes we reject you know praise or you know, just accolades or, you know, people giving us compliments. I know I've, I used to be so guilty of that too. Like when somebody would, you know, say something nice, like, oh, you look nice or you look beautiful. I like your hair. I like your outfit. I would like, instead of me just responding and saying, oh, thank you. Thank you very much. I would be like, girl, this outfit is so, this outfit is so old or girl, I just put this together or, you know, my hair, girl, I just... I, I just didn't feel like doing my hair today. This all I did. You know, it was like I had to find a way to discredit, you know, the compliment. Like, I guess subconsciously, here it is again, needing to peel back those layers. Subconsciously, I must have felt like I was unworthy of even having a compliment. How many of us self-sabotage things? Maybe that that man that you really desire and you you really are longing for maybe that opportunity you know that you're really waiting for maybe that you know answer prayer that you've been believing for right maybe that that goal you know you've been trying to strive for maybe that thing has crossed your path but sometimes it's interesting that we pray for something or we desire something we long for something but when we're still so wounded and we're still so broken and we haven't dealt with our um really the core and those those wounds um and that pain that's within oftentimes we'll reject it because because the interesting thing about woundedness and 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 heart uh heartache and pain and trauma you get paranoid you get real paranoid and so then it's like even if that 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 um that perfect opportunity came along or that very thing you were desiring came along, you would find a way to doubt, to to really, you know, talk yourself out of it or, you know, just accusing it of being, you know, uh, that was going to end up in disappointment or it was going to be too good to be true. You know, you we, we subconsciously self-sabotage because we're really so hurt and everything we are seeing and everything that we are doing is coming from that place of hurt. And so most times we don't realize it. So I had to really like start pulling back the layers of myself. Like and start thinking like, why why do I respond like that? Or why do I believe that? Or why do I think that? Like, why do I think 
I'm I'm too damaged goods to have a man who would love me and be in love with me, who would cherish me and honor me, who would, you know, uh, just protect me. You know what I mean? Like, who would cover me? You know, I mean, why do I think that low about myself? You know, and even though I've done a lot of things I'm not proud of still, like, what makes me so unqualified compared to maybe somebody else? Um, because that was the other thing. My thought was not not only am I, you know, um, you know, damaged goods, so to speak, you know, then I'm looking at my physical appearance, right? Because the 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 damage um that I had, you know, and the wounds and the traumas that I had was mainly unseen, right? You you really have to get to know me and I would have to open up and really allow you in it, which I didn't do, um, a lot with people. So it was not necessarily easy for you to, for you to see, you know, but however, when it comes to the physical appearance, that's what you look and see every day. That's what you look in the mirror when you wake up. That's, you know, when you get out the shower, and you got to look at yourself naked, you know, you see that, that is the, that's the first thing you see. And that is what other people see. Right. And so even that, I started thinking to myself, like, the type of man she was describing, you know, in my mind, the type of woman he would want, you know, some of them women that have them perfect bodies, you know, flat stomachs, them big booties. I don't have a butt. I mean, most of you guys don't know me and you never see me um, physically. I'm here to tell you, I am not, you know, listen, <laughs> having a booty is just not something that I got, Okay. That's something that I desire, but that that's something I did not get. Now, also, I've had three kids, and in being pregnant each time, every time I got pregnant, I gained a lot of weight, and I, I also have very large children. I had two children over nine pounds, so I have a lot of stretch marks, you know, my stomach isn't flat, um, and then, you know, I'm not happy with my weight, you know, and so... Just looking, just kind of, you know, um, dissecting myself, if you will, and comparing myself to what I may see on reality shows or basketball wives or, you know, when these women, they always looking snatched and they always got their hair did and they nails done and they makeup on and they, you know, always fly with their, you know, fancy clothes on and their luxurious, you know, lifestyles and, you know, they're always looking the part and all this stuff. Like in my mind, that's the type of woman that gets that type of man because that's what you see most times or at least that's what's presented right so not only did I have a that I have low self-esteem and not only you know was I broken and 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 just really um didn't value myself I was comparing myself to other women and then of course when you do that you're you're going to set yourself up for failure because I mean the reality is it's always going to be somebody who you could consider more beautiful than you. And then it's always going to be somebody that you're going to be, you know, uh, more attractive than. However, it's really not for us to try to compare ourselves to anybody else because we're all unique. We're different, right? And we have unique attributes and what may be unique and attractive about one person. Maybe there's a man who's not attracted to that, but maybe what's unique and attractive about you He's attracted to that. But see, we often project our own thoughts on other people. And because that was my thought. That ain't, I ain't met this man, you know, he did, I ain't had no, this man tell me out of his mouth, you know, he would rather have this type of woman. That was my thought. And so it was like, I really got to like take a step back and start peeling back the layers to, to get understanding. Like, what's the issue here? What's the root issue? And how can I uproot this issue? How can I deal with this issue? And even though I go to counseling um, once a week, every week, and I've been doing counseling since um, February 2020, I'm an advocate of counseling therapy. Please, 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 by all means, you don't have to stay broken. You don't have to stay traumatized, angry, bitter, wounded, um, whatever it is. You don't have to stay that way. There's people who have been trained to help you, that can help guide you through it, that can help you on your healing journey, that can give you tools and techniques um, to really um, begin to heal and become whole.
I'm a huge proponent of um, just really just doing whatever it takes for you to get healed and get what you need to be the best you. That could be um, formal therapy. That could be counseling. That could be talking to a pastor. That could be, um, you know, a lot of what's popular right now is coaches. Whatever it is that is, is whatever that thing is that is really suitable for you, right? Do that. You will thank yourself. It is so worth it. Um, however, even though I go to counseling every week, a lot of the times, the revelation I get, it really just comes from either me journaling, me spending time with God, me reading the Bible, or me just sitting, reflecting, you know, and then I'll take it to my counselor, right? I'll, I'll talk to her and I'll tell her, this is what I discovered or this is, you know, what I, you know, um, what was revealed to me about this or this. And then she always be like, wow, that is so profound. And that is, you know, that is so amazing. That makes so much sense. I definitely can agree with what you're saying. Like, and a lot of times I'll take things to her that was revealed to me or that I discovered outside of me being in um, session with her. However, I still do value um, our sessions because she do help me a lot and bring perspective and bring understanding and different things um, to my process. So again, I want to say um, if you're contemplating it or if you know that you just have some things that are so deep that it's not something you can handle on your own, please don't be ashamed. Don't be embarrassed. It's okay. What's not okay is to really just continue to walk around broken, bound, unhealed when you don't have to. Okay, and again, this podcast is is really a catalyst for that. However, I am not a licensed therapist. I'm not a licensed counselor, um, but what I do have is experience, and so that's really what I bring to the podcast is my real life experience. It's not nothing I I heard. It's not nothing that somebody told me. It's not nothing I read in a book. I'm telling y'all things that I actually have gone through, and and. I do feel like sometimes experience is um, makes a person better qualified for certain things because you can go to school all you want. You can read every book in the world you want, but your knowledge is based on what you've read or you know what you were told or what you were taught. It's a whole nother level when your knowledge comes from what you've experienced. And so for me, because I've experienced being in that dark place, I experienced being in that broken place. I experienced that pain. I experienced that rejection. I experienced that abandonment. I experienced it. I experienced that torment, that stress, that depression. I experienced, you know, feeling like you don't want to go on. I experienced, you know, trying to take my life. I experienced being sexually abused. I experienced, you know, so many things in my life. And I had to come to the realization that it's not just me. And if I can just take time out of my life to use my testimony as as a um as as a as a way to connect with and help other women to really begin to redefine their worth, then that's exactly what I want to do, you know. And so that's what I'm here for. And this is why I get on here every week and I be honest, I be open, I be transparent about my life, my process, my journey. And it's not easy for me all the time. It's not easy for me to be honest. It's not easy for me to show my wounds, you know. It's like I, I have to get so vulnerable that I have to really, you know, reveal to y'all my wounds, right? Y'all, y'all get to see those, those areas of me that really don't nobody get to see because, you know, that process, it, it, it's not something that, you know, you, you necessarily want to make public, you know, but I, I love you all so much that if that means that I had to, you know, put my pride to the side or, you know, um, just really, you know, humble myself and allow myself to be used then so you can get healed so you can have hope so you can know you're not forgotten so you can know you love so you can know you valuable so you can know since you don't have to stay in that abusive relationship you don't you don't have to settle for that treatment you don't have to settle for mediocrity you don't have to settle for settle for second best 
you don't. You don't have to settle for him mistreating you and talking to you like that, disrespecting you. You don't have to settle for that, for him putting his hands on you. You don't have to settle for that, for him cheating on you. You don't have to settle for that, him manipulating and trying to turn the tables and make it seem like it's your fault why he doing these things. You don't have to settle for that. That's not your fault. His behavior don't got nothing to do with you. He's an absolute grown man making his own choices. And if he's choosing to mismanage your heart and to not honor you and to abuse you and to hurt you, let me make one thing very clear, sis. Love don't hurt like that. And that's what, what I had to learn in my last relationship because I was just so broken. Like I was so fragile, right? Like. I had been in relationship after relationship after relationship where I was literally just being walked all over, being abused, being mistreated, degrading myself, begging the man to stay, you know, accepting all of his bad behavior, accepting him mistreating me, accepting him talking to me crazy, accepting him cheating on me, accepting him just doing just the unimaginable, just because I was so desperate to be loved in, in, in a relationship. How in the world do you love somebody more than you love yourself? This is why it's important to peel back the layers to see what's really there, what's really inside of you. Because when you don't really identify your real issues, your root issues, you're going to find yourself continuing to, to do the same thing over and over again, expecting a different result. And that's insanity. Like, I've never had a healthy relationship up, uh, as of yet. I'm believing that I will. But obviously, I had to do something different. What was the different thing? I had to start getting healed. I had to deal with my drama. I had to deal with my trauma, my hurt. I had to deal with those 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 places that are so, so deeply embedded. You know, those places that I want to cover up. Those places that I try to sweep under the rug. You know, those deep, deep, deep wounds. That those that childhood molestation, you know, by 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 my own uncle. You know what I mean? Like I had to really you know, start unpacking that. I really had to start going going deep to those to those areas that I never wanted to touch, that I just wanted to pretend wasn't there. I was afraid to peel back the layers because I wasn't sure what, what I was gonna see. I didn't I wasn't really sure what was there. I had lived life so long compartmentalizing it and just stuffing it and, and it's some at some point I even literally really forgot it even happened. Um, because I just tried to put it so far out of my mind. But even though I was trying to outrun my pain and my past, my pain and my past continued to catch up with me. I couldn't outrun it. And, and that's the cycle. You know, that's the vicious cycle. And so I really had to get to the place where it was like, okay, if I really want something different for my life, what am I willing to do? What can I do different? Um... I know I mentioned counseling therapy, um, pastoral counseling, even if you just have a really trusted, wise um, person in your life, a parent, a grandparent, an aunt, somebody who has, you know, life experience, wisdom. If you're a believer, someone that you know um, is also a believer, has the Holy Spirit, whatever. It doesn't, you know, I don't think there's no one formula for everybody, but I do believe when we are really trying to navigate our healing journey, we it takes more than just us. Because sometimes we can be um, so blinded, right? Sometimes we, we have blind spots and there's areas in our life that we don't see. And that somebody on the outside looking in, they can identify that. They can call that out. They can say, hey, you know, um, you, you really, you know, um, have some, you know, issues with with how you thinking, you know what I mean? Like your thought process is, is a little, you know, off, you know, maybe we, you need to sit down and figure out why do you believe that? Or why do you think like that? You know what I mean? You need someone to be able to call you out in love, you know, um, you know, not beating you down, but in love to try to make you better, to help you to grow, to help you to heal. Um, you know, and it's very important. It's so important. And also, you know, really spending time with yourself. I think for me, that was one of the hardest things. 
because I'm relational. I love love. I love relationship. I love community. I love to be around my friends all the time. I love to hang out. I love to socialize. I love to laugh. I love to cook. I love to eat. You know, I just love people. So I like to surround myself with people. So when it came time for me to go on this journey and I had to do it by myself, that was hard for me. Because I I don't like sitting with myself. Because see, when you sit with yourself, then you have to, you start seeing the things that you're trying to ignore. Because sometimes you can try to keep yourself so distracted, so you don't have to deal with the reality of what's really going on. It's the same difference with the person who tries to drink all the time because they want to escape the reality of their life, or take drugs for the same reason. Or whatever the vice may be, right? Just trying to self-medicate. I found myself trying to self-medicate with being busy with, you know, um, working, socializing, you know, being out and about, hanging out, and just whatever it could be, um, just so I didn't have to sit down and, and, and sit down with me. But I was really doing more damage than good, right? I, I wasn't dealing with the issue. The issue was still there. I just kept covering it up until it got to the point where it was the issue was so big. The hole in my soul was so big. I couldn't cover it up no more. It was just there and I was bleeding out and I was desperate and I didn't want to live like that anymore. And so, you know, we really got to get to that place where we're willing to do whatever it takes, right? I, heard, I used to hear people say when it comes to deliverance, like a person not going to get delivered until they get desperate. Like when you really desperate and you really hungry for it and you willing to do whatever it takes, that's when you really get that true breakthrough. You know, that's when you get that true healing because you're, you're, you're committed, you know, you're diligent. You know, you're faithful to the process. You, you're you open, you know, you're willing to go down, you know, whatever the whatever the um, the journey is. You know, you're willing to go on the journey to, to identify, to uproot, to, you know, to expose whatever it is that may have been haunting and taunting you for, you know, decades or whatnot. Because that was my story. I, I just had things that I tried to bury that had been there for over three decades. But it was constantly coming up all the time. I just didn't realize it. And so, you know, I really had to start really being intentional about making changes. And really, in my time spending with myself, I did a lot of journaling. Um, That's another thing I'm a very huge proponent of, journaling. Like, if you don't journal, get you a journal, right? And, and, And just write down your thoughts. You know, write down your reflections, write down, you know, how you're feeling, your emotions, you know, write down, you know, something, maybe an experience that triggered you and how it made you feel, you know, start, you know, keeping a a journal, right? Because number one, sometimes it's, it's such a release to get it out of your mind or out of your heart onto paper, right? Sometimes it just take that small step to help you just to release and to feel, you know, much better and to really breathe. Sometimes we hold so much anxiety. We hold so much, you know, um, worry, right, In, internally. We hold so much stress. And sometimes just having that that small release in journaling and just getting it out on paper will help us to be able to breathe and then we can maybe clearly think or process through the situation. Um, Sometimes before you respond, you know, when you're in a heated situation and you're, you know, in an argument or a disagreement, a heavy disagreement, and, you know, you're ready to pop off and you're ready to say some things, you know, maybe somebody didn't offend you, they came at you a little crazy, but instead of you responding to your emotions, maybe you need to go back and journal your emotions and journal how you feel. And once you're writing it and you see it, then you can, you know, begin to process it, you know, and then a lot of times in your process and you can start saying, asking yourself, well, where is this coming from? You know, why, why did I respond this way? Why am I so angry about this? Because sometimes our anger is displaced, right? 
I know for me, I was so angry in this last relationship at my ex for hurting me and doing the things that he was doing. But it was like, I didn't want to display and project the anger to him, even though it was rightfully so, I should have been. But I was so afraid that if I really showed him or really revealed to him how I really felt, that that was just going to be another excuse for him to, to, to leave, you know, or to not come home. Because it was like, he was barely ever coming home. So the times he came home, it was like, I just wanted to cherish it. You know, I just want to enjoy the moment because I didn't know when he was going to come back home again. So instead of me really dealing with the, the source and the issue, I had displaced anger and maybe somebody didn't really do something that deep. You know, maybe it was just something that was very, you know, just, you know, simple, you know, and maybe somebody just got on my nerve or, you know, just rubbed me the wrong way. But then I would overreact or over respond in anger and stuff because really I needed to release what I was feeling, which was towards him. But because I chose not to, or I felt like I couldn't, it was still bottled up. So then the one little thing, you know, one little trigger that saying, you know, I'm unleashing all of this anger, right? All of this resentment, all of this bitterness onto this individual, individual, and it really don't belong to them. They ain't really do nothing. But because I have this displaced anger, right? Because I'm not, I'm not really um, handling my emotions in a healthy way. Again, you got to peel back those layers and you got to get to the root of things. And so I learned so much, even though I had to go through such a horrific um, four years and experience so much hurt and pain, um, the most pain I ever felt in my life uh, from an individual, um, especially an individual who said they love you. You know, that's the worst kind of pain. The worst kind of pain is from the person who really tell you they love you or they the person that's supposed to love you or should love you, right? And then it's almost like it's a mind game because they say they love you with their mouth, but their actions say something else. And you really don't know what to believe. And I just found myself being in a just a perpetual state of confusion. But it really wasn't his fault. It was my issues that allowed me to stay. He only did what I allowed him to do. He couldn't have done that had I been able to stand up for myself. Had I been able to walk away. Had I been able to choose me over him, right? Many a times I chose him over myself. And anytime we really have those habits or we fall into that so easily, we really got to begin to question ourselves and really do some deep self um, introspection to, to really understand and identify what's really going on. We got to pull back them layers. You know, sis, you got to pull back them layers. We deserve to be happy. We deserve it. Like, we deserve it. We were not put on this earth to be miserable. You deserve the, the happy, love, prosperous, fruitful, you know, whatever your whatever your thing is, you know, whatever success is to you, whatever happiness is to you, right? Whatever that dream life that you desire, whether it's marriage, whether it's having the, you know, career that you desire to have, whether it's to live in the place you desire to live, whatever it is, you deserve to have that. But so many times we'll have these dreams, but we'll settle for the complete opposite. And we, I don't think enough times do we really stop and consider, like, why? Why Why am I even settling for the very thing I say I don't want? And again, it's really pulling back those layers to expose what's really under, what's really under all of this pretending. What's, what's really under all of this fake smiling? What's really under all this faking that I got it all together? What's really under all this faking I'm happy? Lord knows I did a lot of that. 
most people who knew me did not know our relationship was as horrible as it was. Did not know that I was going through the things I was going through. Simply because I just did a very good job of pretending to be happy in front of people. It was like, I mean, who wants people to know that you're miserable and you're being, a, you know, just torn apart by this person? You know, they're just doing all of these horrible things. Like, who wants to say that? And you're still with them. You know, it's so embarrassing, right? And so you, you just feel so so much shame and so much guilt. So you feel like you got to kind of cover it up, you know? It's like when, you know, a woman is trying to cover up the the bruises because they're... Cause you know, the husband or the boyfriend or whatever, he's he's physically abusing her. It's like I was trying to cover up, you know, the mental and emotional and spiritual abuse I was going through. And I did a good job of it. But why? Why did I feel like it was my job to pretend that I was happy? Why didn't I believe that I actually deserve to be happy in real life? Like, life is not a movie. I'm not an actress. Why Why am I, Why am do I find myself acting all the time? That's what I really had to get to the root of. Like, what's going on with me? Forget other people. Forget all the stuff he did. It's not about him. But what's really wrong with me? What's going on inside of me, right? And until we deal with those things... We can desire all we want, a certain life, you know, a certain uh, pinnacle of success, you know, a certain dream, a certain aspiration, whatever it may be. We can desire it all day long, but until we really actually remove the barriers, the things that are preventing us from acquiring those things, from actualizing those things, we're going to find ourselves just constantly on this hamster wheel. We're just like... We constantly moving, but we're going nowhere fast. It's like, sis, ain't you tired? Like, ain't you tired of pretending? Ain't you tired of having to put on a mask? Ain't you tired of, you know, lying and making excuses for him? Ain't you tired? Ain't you tired of pretending you happy in this relationship or you happy on this job? Aren't you tired? When is it that we're going to start really believing that we really deserve these things we really desire and that we are worthy and we're valuable and we're beautiful and we're lovable and so what that this current person or these people or this job or this community or this opportunity or this family member whatever it is it doesn't matter this friend group it does not matter so what they don't see your value that don't mean somebody else won't and I think for me, that's that was the determining factor. I was afraid. I was so afraid that if I let go, even though what I was holding on to was literally just like destroying me, it was like I had something. So it was, it was so scary to think like, if I let this go, what am I going to get? What man going to accept me? What man going to love me? Right? So it was like, I was tricking myself to think, let me just hold on to this, hold on to his potential, hold on to his, his, you know, ability to change, hold on to his empty words that do not line up with his actions, hold up to, you know, hold on to his inconsistency, right? It was like one thing for sure, two for certain. He never changed. That whole four years, never changed. He, he was consistent at showing me who he was. And I was consistent at not believing him. I was believing what I wanted to believe, what I wanted him to be, who I wanted him to be. But he was showing me time and time again who he was. And we got to start believing people. When a person show you who they is, you got to believe it, sis. I'm telling you, they ain't pretending. If they constantly doing the same thing over and over again, if they constantly, you know, can hurt you, can cause you pain, can disrespect you, could risk your relationship, whatever the case may be, and have no remorse, even if they have remorse, but continue to do it, believe them. That's who they are. 
Everybody has the potential to change, yes, but everybody don't want to change. That's the part we have to accept. Until we start loving ourselves, valuing ourselves, putting ourselves first, we're going to continue to be in situations where we're waiting on people to change. When what really needs to happen is we need to change. Because it all starts with you. It all started with me. I started changing. And guess what happened? The more I started changing, the more my eyes got open, the more I started looking at the situation, the more I started looking at the relationship, the more I started looking at myself. And I had to even ask myself, what are you doing? What are you thinking? Why are you continuing to be in this relationship? Why are you continuing to settle for this? Like, really? I, I really had to start talking to myself like that. But it took for me to start healing. It took for me to start, you know, going on this journey to become whole. It took me to change my lens of what I was viewing myself in. I had to change my lens. I had to change my focus. I had to change my thinking. I had to uproot those those false belief systems that I had about myself, right? And so that's what I'm, I'm really challenging us to do today, that you will take that time. Like I said, if you don't feel comfortable going to talk to somebody, because that can be, you know, a little intimidating. If you're a Christian or you're desiring to be a Christian, just start talking to God about it. And, and journal, again, journal is journaling is so helpful. It's so powerful. It's so beneficial. I journal a lot. I have journals, journals, journals. And, you know, my journal, journaling is really a blessing. It has blessed me tremendously time and time again. You get to keep a record. You get to even look at your, you, you, you get to document your journey. You get to, it's sometimes I go back to old journals and I read an entry and then I can remember where I was at that moment. But then I can also see where I was, where I am. In, in the current moment and I can see the growth I can see the maturity I can see the changes I can see the fruit of my labor of going on my healing journey and so you know even if that's where you need to start I highly encourage you get a journal you know if you feel bold enough you're comfortable go talk to somebody you know again I'm available they have you have so many resources out here nowadays for you to get your healing you know, please don't sit in a place of of just pain and hurt and brokenness when I you don't have to, you know, and, and I'm here for you. You know, I'm here to come alongside of you. I'm here to, you know, to grab you by the hand, to say, hey, you know, come on, pick yourself up. Let's do this together. I'll encourage you. I'll help you. Whatever I can do. Because, again, I know what it's like. Sometimes we think that our situation is so bad that somebody can't relate and they don't understand and they don't know what it's like. But I'm telling you that I have experienced some very extreme, hard, difficult circumstances. It's probably not too much of anything that I have not experienced or gone through. So that that gives me a heart of compassion to be able to have empathy and understanding of where you are and not judge you. This is a judge-free zone. We all are trying to, you know, figure it out or heal from something or to get wholeness or to become better. Nobody is arrived, nobody perfect, nobody got it all together, no matter how it may appear. No matter what they make their pictures, their Photoshop pictures, their edited videos, whatever it look like. Nobody does. It's all an illusion. It's like we got to get to a place where we would stop wanting to live in an illusion and start living in a reality. And begin to make those fantasies that we have and those desires and dreams that we have our reality. So, yes... I'm really just believing and feeling that there is someone 
who needs to hear this episode because you're really struggling. You're really, really struggling. You're really wavering. You're ready to give up. You're ready to give up on life. You feel so ashamed. You feel so discouraged. You feel so unwanted. You feel so unworthy. You feel nobody understands that you're all alone, that you don't have nobody, that nobody loves you. I just want to let you know that that is a lie. It's not true. I'm here for you. God is always here for you. You're not alone. You don't have to do it alone. You can reach out to me. You can reach out to my email and just, you know, let me know that you want to talk personally and we can connect and I will be an ear. I'll be a shoulder, whatever it is. You know, my email is purityafterpromiscuity.com. I mean, sorry, it's purityafterpromiscuity at gmail.com. Um, that's purityafterpromiscuity at gmail.com. And reach out. Because the worst thing you can do is isolate yourself. And get yourself to a place where nobody can reach you. That's when you really go down that dark hole. And it's really difficult to come back from that place. And I'm speaking from experience. One that of a person who tried to take their own life um, because I was in such a dark place. So I'm just saying, sis, please, you do not have to do it alone. Reach out to somebody, please. Um, don't suffer in silence. It's not okay. Don't keep it a secret. It's not okay. Don't let nobody threaten and intimidate you, you know, that they're going to harm you or hurt you if you tell anybody or you feel like you're going to be so embarrassed and ashamed. It's okay. It's okay. And so I don't know why I felt led to say that, but whoever it's for, I pray that you hear it, you receive it, and that you act, you know, you act on it. Knowledge is power, but it's only power if you do something with it. So again, this episode was really, um, it's really personal. Um, and I think it's just really, um, meant for somebody in particular. Um, it's, uh, it's uh, for sure meant for me, um, as I'm still going through my healing journey, my process. So I'm right with you all. I'm right, you know, beside you all going through this thing too. Um, but I just really know that we have to start peeling back the layers. If we really want to get healed, if we really want to become whole, if we really want to change our mindset, right? If we want to change our behaviors, our thoughts, our thought patterns, our processes, we have to peel back the layers and deal with the root, deal with the core, deal with those those difficult things. You know, deal with those those things that, you know, we we've been trying to just to ignore and overlook, you know, those hidden things, you know, those, those, those dark things, you know, those painful things, right? We, we have to, we have to deal with that because most of us are living out of that place and we don't even know it. And so, um, I hope this blessed somebody. I hope somebody got what they need. Um, again, this episode is called peeling back the layers. And this is just kind of really what I'm feeling right now. This is where I'm at. This is, you know, what I'm going through in the moment. And I'm sure it'll be a blessing. And, you know, when you get on the other side of it, you look back and you'd be like, you you be so thankful for the process and, and just really um, the result of how much more stronger and confident and secure and bold, right? That you become after going through and overcoming, you know, is one thing to go through a thing. It's another thing to overcome it. And here we're overcomers, okay? We're overcomers on the Purity After Promiscuity podcast. And I want you to know that you're going to overcome if you want to. So I thank you all. Um, I love you all. And I am so excited for the journey and excited to hear the testimonies that's going to come out of um, listening to today's episodes and whatever other episodes that may bless you, touch you. Um, And I pray that you get exactly what you need. Wow, what an episode. Um, It got deep. 
But again, I hope that it blesses you. I hope that it encourages you, empowers you, uplifts you. I hope it's an answer prayer. You know, whatever it is to to get you to really um to gal to galvanize you to to really do the work, to really um start the process, to really you know to begin to start your healing journey um or to to get you to just to even look at yourself and your situation and start questioning ask yourself those hard questions like why do i think like that or why did i respond like that why did i behave like that you know what's going on with me what do i believe what happened to me that's causing me to believe you know act this way you know and just begin to challenge yourself you know and you you'll you will find that you will um, begin to discover some things that were hidden or some things that were so deep that you didn't even realize was there. And once you begin to, you know, uh, reveal those areas, then you can begin to heal those areas, right? So I thank you all for joining in to this episode of Peeling Peel Back the Layers on the Purity After Promise Beauty podcast, where we're redefining a woman's worth. I thank you all for listening and tuning in. Just continue to um, reach out to me, leave a comment, share, like, a review, um, and just know that I am rooting for you. I'm praying for you, and I want you to win, win, win. Um, And until we meet again, just know your past does not define you. It develops you, and you are worthy.